Well, hey guys, thanks so much for tuning into the Harbor Teaching Podcast. We hope that the messages you will hear are both uplifting and challenging. And now, welcome to the Harbor. Awesome. So uh, I'm going to invite Jackson Edwards, Pastor Jackson Edwards, to the stage. Give it up for him. And uh, I asked him to close out this series. Um, We've been in this series called How to Tell People About Jesus. And I asked him to close it out. Um, and uh, because uh, he is incredible at telling people about Jesus. He's incredible at talking and just sharing and creating an opportunity just with the way that he speaks that really creates a welcoming atmosphere for people. Um, If you've ever talked with Jackson, you know he's so incredible at just making you feel loved and welcome. I really believe he has the gift of encouragement. And uh, also he's a great leader and great leaders delegate. And so uh, he immediately asked me to be part of the teaching as well. And so I'm going to be up here hanging out um, and I'm going to just be like, um, he's going to be teaching and I'm just going to be immaturely adding comedic relief. Um, That's, that's the plan. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Uh, Well, to start off with the comedic relief, uh, my first thoughts about Natalia leaving were uh, to go to law school was I object. (laughs) Has anyone said that to you yet? All right. And uh, Liz, uh, I didn't go to Florida State, but my dad would have loved me more if I did. So I hope it works out for you uh, in that regard with your family. Liz really is the son that your father always (laughs) wanted. You're the son my father always wanted, Liz. So way to go. That's good. Um, Yeah, so we we covered a lot uh, these last few weeks in evangelism. So I think there are things that have been covered the last few weeks that may not be hit on tonight. Uh, but, you know, me and Brian, we're going to do this conversational, you and I. And so if you guys got a question, and I'm going to throw it out there. If you got something to contribute, which we normally don't, like, we're scared about that sometimes because someone's, like, says crazy stuff sometimes. You guys, we're giving you the freedom to, like, yo, like, yo I, I got something good. Or, hey, can you, can you give me clarity on that? So we want this to be just very relaxed, very conversational tonight. Can we do that? Okay, awesome, cool. Um, so I was started writing my teaching for tonight, and then I saw Brian's notes. I'm like, these are so good. I'm just going to write subpoints based off your notes, right? Who, who was here last week? Was it good? Yeah. All right, because the notes look good, right? So good job, buddy. You're getting, you're getting, I think you're going to be okay at this, man. You think I'm going to make it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Cool. So, so I wrote this teaching, so I'm going to do a lot of the talking, um, so you're going to have to, like, make me stop sometimes, so, so please feel free, yeah. okay? And you guys, too, you can make either of us stop if you, if you have a question or, or anything like that, okay? So uh, Brian's first point was last week, uh, in, interruptions from God are rarely convenient. So I added a sub-point onto that uh, of initiate the interruption. And do, do we got the teaching notes? Do you, do you have notes? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's the title. The title of the teaching is called What Do You Think About Jesus? And then the first point there is, Interruptions from God are rarely convenient, so therefore we should initiate the interruption. So Brian read out of John chapter 4, he said, So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus was tired as he was from the journey. So he sat down by the well, and it was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. Brian was teaching us last week that it was inconvenient for two people here. It was inconvenient for Jesus Christ. You know, he's tired and he's thirsty. You might be coming in from your work or from school or whatever, and you are tired and, and just drained sometimes, and you're not uh, looking for open doors necessarily to tell people about Jesus, right? Uh, and then you have this woman. She had a job to do. I don't know why she needed water from this well, but, man, there are, there are many reasons. Clearly, she's working. So it's an interruption for him, and he's making the decision to interrupt her. But I want to encourage you guys with this. You, we're, we're, we're so nervous about interrupting people. Uh, but Jesus, he would do that. He would do that. And, and we're going to be learning about tonight. When we do that with gentleness and respect, we're going to be so pleasantly surprised how willing people are to have a spiritual conversation with us. Now, there was a third interruption that does happen here. Now, Jesus is being interrupted. The woman's being interrupted. But also, Satan, the enemy, had an attack going on on this woman's life. An interruption is happening there. You know, she's trying to find her identity in what people think about her. She's finding her identity in these relationships. So when we initiate that interruption and we're led by the Spirit, we're actually saying, look, I'm going to attempt, just like we sang tonight, to let the Holy Spirit break some chains off of this person. 
right? So we need to lay down our ego. We need to lay down our pride and say, look, I believe in what it says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says that when the Holy Spirit comes upon me, I will be a witness. So don't, don't raise your hand or anything like that, but is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? If yes, then a natural outcome of that is that we are witnesses. And we taught in this series about how we're ambassadors and representatives of God, right? If Jesus is our Lord and Savior, we are representatives of him, so we must represent him, okay? So, uh, see, Jesus, he didn't meet up to go down downtown Melbourne to do evangelism, right? He's not telling you to necessarily do that. You can do that. You should do that. I do that, right? But that's not what he's doing here, right? He didn't say, let's do City Fest up in Vieira and have this evangelistic opportunity or this moment or anything like that. We can do that. We should do that. Those things are awesome. I was part of that. Those are special things. He's just doing his life, right? See, if evangelism is an event and not part of our lifestyle, we could live our whole Christian life never evangelizing at all, which I know that's not what you want, so that's why we're trying to give you guys uh, the tools to do it. See, I believe that there are many, many open doors. I believe that you've all had open doors, if you've been in with people at all today, to tell other people about Jesus Christ, right? So, uh, are there any, like, Pixar fans with us tonight? Yes. Yeah, you're like, duh, I'm not an idiot. I love Pixar, right? Uh, Monsters, Inc., right? Remember when they would decide, like, which, like, home they were going to go into? There was, like, these cables uh, swinging by with doors for days. You know, doors, 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 just swinging by on cables. I think that Holy Spirit, he's giving us so many doors as we interact with people, and he's actually going to give us a door. I don't think we can barge down a door. I don't think we just do it in our flesh or when we feel like it. He will prompt us to do it. But the question that I have to ask you in your heart tonight is when Spirit gives you that open door, are you going to obey it? That's the thing, because the open doors are coming our way. We just have to ask and decide in our heart tonight, okay, like, God's going to give me an open door. But I have to ask myself, am I going to, like, go through it when Spirit gives it to me? Now, what's interesting is Paul would say in Romans is that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He's saying that there's many, many people out there that need Jesus Christ. Right? There's many people that need hope. There's many people that need their story to be rewritten. Right? There's many people that need redemption, just like we did, too. But the people that are willing to do that are few. And, and I'm challenging you guys tonight, man, be part of the few. You know, let's step into that. So what do you think? Do you, do you have any thoughts as I spewed out a ton of stuff just then? Yeah, I do. Thank you. That was great. Um, you said initiate the interruption. Yeah. So in your life, as you go through life, um, can, how, do you, how do you, like, identify an open door or how do you personally, like, you're at Cumberland Farms, you're at, yeah. you know, Apocalypse Coffee, you're, like, yeah. walking at the park with your son, or you're at the beach, and you're like, yeah. like how do you know it's an open door versus, yeah. like, ah, this is not an open door? Yeah. So, Brian and I, we didn't, like, script this conversation for a second, but this brings us to our next point. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Which is, Brian, you said last week, do, do you have the next point? Because we didn't have the first point on there. The, the next point is start with asking questions. All right, very cool. All right, start with asking questions. That was Brian's point from last week. And Brian, I added on to that, be genuine and not a salesman. Okay, so you know my brother Joey. I do. Do you know Joey's a huge dork? <laughs> he is. He's a dork. But Sweetest he's guy. the nicest dude ever, and he's bad to the bone out of evangelism. Yeah, right. He, he's a pharmacist, and uh, he looks like a pharmacist. He loves chemistry, right? And uh, then, like, we'll be at Starbucks or whatever, and Joey will be like, oh, hey, cool hat. Washington Redskins? Uh, uh, yeah, cool. Um, NFL football. Anyways, how's it going? Like, what do you guys think about Jesus, right? And I'm just like, yo, I'm out of here. I'm leaving Joey behind. I feel so embarrassed right now. And I was talking to uh, Nicholas uh, Womack tonight at, or, uh, at lunch this afternoon, and we, we were just saying that, we have to be sincere. We have to be ourselves. We have to be, be honest with what works for us. Now, I uh, am interested in people. I mean, uh, so, someone that I think is a cool person is Jordan Peterson. 
And he, as a clinical psychologist, would go on to explain, he's like, when I stopped being so cynical about people and cynical towards my patients and began to intently listen to them, I began to discover they're really interesting. People are really fascinating. And like, Brian is like a good best friend of mine, right? And we've been friends for over 10 years. And he always encourages me, one of the things you speak over in my life a lot is how I love people a lot. You know, uh, I, I, I'm genuinely interested in people. But, like, shouldn't that be, like, an attribute of the Christ follower in general, right? So as I'm being sincere with myself and honest with myself, when I'm getting to know you guys, like, because I don't know a ton of the young adults, right? A, a common conversation started when I'm getting to know anybody is, what do you love? What do you love? Remember that. Remember that question. That's a good question. That, 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 is, that is how I initiate is, what do you love? You know, sometimes, you know, I did it to uh, Gar- Gardner tonight. I was like, what do you do? And I'm like, that's the worst question, because what if Gardner hates what he does, right? I could have closed the door on you just then, bro. Turns out you like it, so that's good, right? But if you ask someone what they love, that's a good conversation starter. Another thing I like to ask people is, what are you passionate about? You know, the, but here, here's what I'm trying to get to, okay? I ask anybody that, right? I'll ask a brother in Christ that, a sister in Christ that. So why can't I just initiate a conversation with, that I want to have a spiritual conversation? Why can't I start that conversation the same way? Yeah. So, so that, that's, those are like game-changer questions for me. Yeah, I think that's awesome, the asking the questions. One more thing that I feel like, I, as I've identified opportunities that I've had to like share my faith, um, I, I kind of like put it in two categories um, and again, we're talking here about like initiating conversations. We're talking about the idea that like, okay, like if you're going to talk about Jesus, the first thing you have to do is be in a conversation with someone who doesn't know about Jesus. And so I've thought about it in like two ways is there's like kind of two ways that I've gotten into conversations. One is a nudge and one is a spark. And I'll explain that. Okay. So a nudge is like what I, when I really like I'm sitting at like Chipotle and I'm like, I really feel like this random person is like, yeah. I'm supposed to go talk to them about God. And I'll be honest, like, I think there are people who do really good at that. I don't, I don't do not do good at that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like there's people in this room even that like, it's like you have a nudge and all of a sudden you're like, I should go talk to this person. And then like 40, like fast forward 45 minutes later, they're weeping, you know, yeah. like yeah. they're like, I'm rededicating my life yeah. right now. Yeah. Usually if like fast forward three minutes later and we're standing there awkwardly like, I'm so sorry I interrupted your Chipotle. You know, like, that's how the nudge happens for me. You know, like, can I buy you more Chipotle? Just, like, I'm sorry about that, you know? But then, like, the spark would be, like, just, like you said, like, like just being genuinely friendly with people. And that's been something that, for me, like, just talking with different people, like, taking the time to, like, talk to a barista or taking the time to talk to the person at Publix or taking the time to like just talk to my neighbors or whatever. And some people you just genuinely don't connect with. Some people you don't connect with in the season and then later you connect with. But like, I feel like that when you have like a spark with someone and obviously we can make that like a romantic thing of like, oh, like I felt the spark. But you guys know what it is. Like everybody has people that you're like, I just click with this person. And to me, like if I click with someone who doesn't know Jesus, like to me, that's like God telling me like, hey, I'm opening up an opportunity for you at some point to share. And so if if there is like a, a person that's like, man, we're really like vibing. I think to myself, like, I would love to figure out a way to, to build on this and build this friendship to serve this person, to love this person, to hopefully do more than just make them feel like I'm, like, preaching to them, but also, like, this is a cool opportunity to be able to talk to them about sure, God. Absolutely. So, yeah. I, I don't know. Again, I know there's people in here, because I've, I've talked to you and I've heard, that, like, you're like, I feel like the Lord's calling me to go speak to a person in a red shirt. And like, like literally, and you're like, you're at Target and you're like red shirt right there. And again, like, like, so there's people that that is what it is. And I hope I get to that place more, but I just, I've not had a lot of success with it, but I have when it's been like, this is just a random person, but we're talking and we're friends and it's like, let's, let's, let's grab coffee. Let's, let's go deeper. Yeah. 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 And and I I think of uh, Brian and I, we were at the mall together with our boys, just letting them just like do laps, run up and down and, and get their wiggles out and stuff. And uh, he's lying. We were shopping at Hollister. So, <laughs> bro, I don't shop at Hollister. I would never shop at Hollister. You know that. Shout uh, out to Ho- any Hollister. I don't know. It's it's okay. Okay. If you like it's Hollister, okay. uh, you shouldn't anymore. No, I'm just kidding. It's good. Um, yeah. So we were with our boys. Right. And it was a really cool moment. Cause like, like Brian watched the boys as I just somehow got into this conversation with this lady who worked at whatever jewelry store 
Um, just because I think she was like, man, you guys are so good with our kids. And I just started talking to her. She had kids. And I was just being friendly, right? And then while, I, while you were watching the boys, I look over and you're talking to like the T-Mobile associate at the same time. And I'm like, look at us go. Best pastors I've ever seen. You know what I'm saying, right? So, but here's the thing. It's like, it just starts with us. Like we were just being friendly. And spirit might not have given us a nudge. He might not have given us a spark. But the next thing we have to understand that you said last week I thought was so good is we have to evaluate whether the door is locked or it's unlocked. So I had those questions that I like, right? I like to say, like, what do you love? What are you passionate about? Just, like, be kind, right? But be sincere, you know? Like, uh, uh, man, man that's, what, that's what it says in, in, in Hebrews is that love must be sincere. So, man, as, you, as you're being kind and, you know, you're kind of saying that, am, am I vibing with this person or not? You know, you're checking to see if that door is open with, with your questions. You're observing things like body language. You're observing their tone, the response to things that you're asking, right? I remember asking someone the question in line at Walmart. And uh, uh, we're checking out at the VR Walmart. And uh, I just asked the cashier. She, like, she's probably had a long day, probably people giving her a hard time. I'm like, I'm going to encourage this lady right now. And I'm like, hey, like, what do you love? And she's going, what, are you writing a book? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I guess. Babe, get the bags, let's get out of here, you know? So like, you know what? So if we're evaluating if the door is locked or unlocked, that, my friends, is a locked door, you know? Like we are, like, it, I'm not going to be like, yeah, so like, what do you think about Jesus, you know? It's like, even though she needs Jesus, you know? Um, and she, she, she was having a bad day, right? Uh, but yeah, we do need to evaluate as we're being kind whether the door is, un, is locked or unlocked. However, uh, when I was here teaching about being an ambassador and a message of reconciliation, we can look at that definition on the screen. It says that the ambassador's duty is not merely to deliver a definitive message, but it's to carry out a definite policy. He is obligated to watch opportunities to study characters, to cast about for expedience so that he may place it before his hearers in its most attractive form, right? So, so I mean, I feel like this is so much, you kind of hit on First Peter a little bit last week of like, man, when we're doing this, we're doing it with gentleness and respect. We are sensitive. And when we're sensitive, we are effective ambassadors. So if you're like hesitant, because like, I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. This is, this is, this is, not normal culturally. If you're sensitive to those things, then you fit all the criteria of being a good ambassador. So you're the ones, like, we want to be telling people about Jesus because you're kind of probably a cool, like, nice, good representative of, like, who Jesus Christ is. So you actually should feel empowered by that because we are sensitive and we are, uh, we're, we're watchful. So, man, we ask these questions and we're looking for body language, tone, and response to see if that uh, door is open. You cool with that? I'm great with it. Okay, cool. Do, do you have a time, because you kind of were describing, you, you're in a conversation, yeah. you're talking with somebody, you're asking them, what do they love? Yeah. You're asking a follow-up question, and you guys are in a conversation. Are you going to get to the part where like, it's like, all right, how can we pivot towards sure. Christ? Or is that, is that coming up, or is that, is that, can I ask you about that right yeah, now? Yeah, please, please. So, so you, you taught us last week that we're looking for opportunities to turn the conversations toward Jesus. And here's what I say with that, is when the Spirit says go, you mustn't wait. You, you can't wait, okay? Because I think that what's going to happen there is that, like, like when you feel that, I like those words nudge and spark that you use. When you feel that, if you stop to, like, think it over a ton and analyze it a ton, you and your flesh, you will talk yourself out of it, right? So I say when spirit says go, like, like just, just, just go for it. You know, we have these good questions we're going to ask, and then we're just trusting God to show us uh, if the door's open, right? So you've been kind. You've been a good representative. You've asked, like, what do you love? What are you passionate about, right? And they're, like, responding. You guys are vibing. It's good. Then from there, I ask things like, do you have any spiritual beliefs, right? Remember that. Remember that. Write that on your heart right now. It's a good question. It's very non-threatening, right? It's very loving. This is very uh, an interesting thing. This is not a shallow conversation. I think people are looking to not have so many shallow conversations. Asking someone about their spiritual beliefs is important, right? And as I was talking to Nick earlier at lunch today, too, he was explaining that when he was in Thailand doing ministry, man, he was sensitive to the dominant religion being Buddhism, right? So he uh, became skilled in being able to talk to a Buddhist because he's being a good ambassador. Is not just trying to like shove his thing down someone's throat. Is he's being interested in that person saying, do you have any spiritual beliefs? You're building a connection there, right? It's a good open door there. Yeah, and I, I like that it's continuing 
to ask questions, right? It's not like, what do you love? Oh, you like surfing. Cool. You know what I love? Yeah, Jesus. Come like, on. Here's, yeah, here's yeah, yeah. the three steps or whatever. Like, it's continuing to ask questions. And, I mean, just to be honest, one of the things that I do a lot is if, if I'm going to have that conversation, like, obviously, when you're, like, pivoting towards, like, saying, like, hey, I'm going to talk about my faith here. Like, we all know, like, that moment is, like, kind of that, like, you know, like, ice-breaking moment. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, sort of like the spiritual equivalent of, like, would you like to go on a date or something? It's like, you, like once you, like, hang it out there, like, there's no coming back yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, personally, like, I do like to say, like, um, look, I, like, I'm just going to throw this out there. I know this is, like, a heavy conversation. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, I'll, I'll caveat it and just, like, kind of use my insecurity not to, like, apologize, but to be like, hey, like, I know this can be a touchy topic, or I know this is something that, like, is controversial. Or I'll even say, like, listen, like, I hope this isn't too weird. Like, I, I like, I'm very passionate about spiritual things. Or I'm very passionate about my faith. I was wondering, do you have a spiritual beliefs? And so not just to be, like, bl- blurted out, but just, like, to be okay, to just, like, be honest, yeah. even about how you're feeling about it, and be like, I want to talk about this. This is very important to me, but I don't have to do it in, like, a way that's, like, like, you know, super intense, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Well, I, I think that's loving. You know, like, when the Spirit says go, uh, uh, don't wait. Yeah. Um, I, I think that just, just getting it out there, like, sooner than later, because they might be thinking in the back of their head, like, why is this guy talking to me? You know, I, I think it helps to clear that up a little bit. Yeah. I think that's a good yeah. thing. Um, <clears throat> okay, great, great. I feel like I'm, I miss one. Um, yeah, and so, so in that, um, you know, you want to be genuine in this. You know, you, you don't want to be a salesman here. Like, you know, I, I was telling uh, someone recently, like, when people come up to my house and try to get me to sign up for another internet package, right? Like, open the door, and I'll be holding my Spencer or something like that, and I'll have, like, a T-shirt on, and they'll see my tattoos. They're like, oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, sweet tattoos, man. You know, like, where'd you get those? I'm thinking about getting some, too. And I'm just like, what is this, like, like turd burglar talking to me about right now? You know, like, and, and I'm just like, this is, this is just so, like, inauthentic, right? Like, like, like he's selling me something. Get, like, get to it, man, you know? So, so man, I, I don't want us to be salesmen. So, so we need to figure out, like, man, what is sincere to us? So, so other good questions, like, you, you need to figure out what works for you, okay? Like I said, like, do you have any spiritual beliefs? That's sincere. Like, we are passionate about that. That's a sincere question, right? Uh, I, this, one's, this one's for me. This might not be for you, but I, I think it's good. Um, I think really good evangelists hate, hate when I do this. Um, but as I ask the question, what do you think about Jesus, right? And why, why do I, why, why they say that is that that's not good is because the moment you mentioned Jesus, you could have shut down the conversation, but I'm not like, that is what I'm here to talk about too. So I'm, I'm, it goes fine for me. So it's good. Did, did you have something or are you just into it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's, yeah. She, she asked, how do you think we can use our testimony to be genuine? It's yeah. a great question. So, so we're going to conclude with that. So um, everyone's going to think, like, you wrote my teaching now, okay? <laughs> so, so, yes, like, like the, we'll, we're, let's conclude with that part. And, and then if something else comes up for it, please ask again. Thank you for asking, though. Everyone, you can ask questions, guys. Good job. You're a leader. It's good. Cool. Um, so, yes, what do you think about Jesus, right? Uh, uh, here, here's a good one, especially for people... Um, yeah, just anyone, like, is do you have any experience in church, right? Because I bet a lot of our friends that aren't in church uh, have been in youth group or something like that at some point, and you might get to minister to a wound or just a hardship or maybe some legalism and a bunch of rules and regulations and speak the truth and, and about the real gospel and things like that. I think um, these are good. Uh, <clears throat> I, I ask questions of like, hey, like, I'm a Christian, like, and I'm just out here praying for people. Uh, can I pray for you? And people, like, respond pretty well from that. I, I feel like people, even if they say no, they're, like, grateful I asked. And then if you want to be really uh, non-threatening about it, be like, hey, can I offer you a 10-second prayer? Because they're like, well, if I let this guy go, if I say yes, like, what could this be, right? I, I, I think that's a, a very low commitment request for people. Yeah. One other question that... Um, Isaiah, which I don't think he's in here right now, but but our guy Isaiah, um, he he asks is like what like if you if you're not a Christian, like what what is keeping you from being a Christian? And I think that's like a really oh, wow. interesting so question of like like just yeah. I'm interested to know like yeah. like like what what is it? 
But either way, just just to like highlight one thing about the asking questions that I think is really interesting is, um, again, I think like we really believe in sharing our faith. We really believe that like Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. That's why we're doing this. And so like, again, it can be a little odd to think like, why are we even talking about sharing our faith? It's because like we believe he brings us ultimate meaning in life and ultimate hope in death. Um, so it's, it's, it's like when you really boil it down, this is like it's essential. However, it is scary and it's very overwhelming. And even for me, like as, 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 a, as a pastor and someone who literally every single week tells people the gospel in a microphone, mm-hmm. like it's hard one-on-one. Um, and so one thing that I appreciate about um, asking questions is just that it is a way, just like what do you love, is a way for you to love someone by finding out more about them. Like what are your spiritual beliefs Hopefully, I'm asking that question, and I am genuinely interested. And, and I do really believe that as I've studied through things and as I've encountered God, like, Jesus is the way. But I still want to listen to them and care about them. And it really does actually take the pressure off because you can genuinely listen to them. And you're actually creating an opportunity to say, I care about you. I'm interested in you. What's going on in your life? And to be able to actually minister to that as opposed to just saying, like, all right, I just have something that I'm just throwing out to you. Um, but actually to be able to say, like, hey, I'm listening and I care. So. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Very good. Yeah. So what would, um, for, like, both of you guys, so Jackson first, what would be your response if someone was to ask you specifically, like, you, you initiate, you get past, you know, the first icebreaker moments, and, you're, and they're like, well, okay, why do you believe? Yeah, yeah. So, so um, if you guys could put that uh, the the second to last point up on the screen, um, Brian said last week that at some point we must explicitly share the gospel, and then I added on to that we must speak uh, speak the gospel in a language that is native to us. So, yeah. So, man, as I get into that, like I, I do get into just part of my story in that moment, and I would say I frequently. Uh, tell the story about how I met Brianna in middle school and how I just had this like desire like to be with her and then I like was able to date her in my 20s and things like that because it's very like relatable like that's like kind of just like people are like down to hear that story I suppose it's an interesting story Um, and I just talk about how uh, yeah like how I had this just low point and how I had just so much shame in my life that I needed healing from uh, and I just talk about how God set me free from shame, how he set me uh, free from needing to be in a relationship and not finding my identity in another person. And then from there, I just tell them, I actually get kind of, uh, people could think it's intense. I ask them what they think is going to happen to them when they die, you know? And then I tell them, like, ask them if they believe the Bible and everything like that. And from there, I just tell them that I believe that we're going to stand before God. Like, whether they believe in the Bible or not, like, I ask if I can tell what I believe. I believe I'm going to stand before God, and he's going to say one of two things to us. He's either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you, right? And that's if, like, this has gone from A to Z, like, they're wanting to know more. Like, this is going super good, right? It's not like they're walking away to their car, and I'm like, yo, yo, like, like make the call, man, you know? It's like, this is if, like, we're engaged, we're connected, the investments happen, you know? So, man, I would say that so often, I just talk about me and Brianna, I tie it to a relationship with God, you know? I say some critical scriptures in my life, and then from there, I, like, for me, that's just written on my heart about, like, we're gonna stand before God one day. But it's so much, like, I'm telling you, like, in a way of like, like I'm just telling you how I do it, but if, if you see me in the spirit actually doing it with somebody, you can see like Jackson's speaking in a real language right now that's native to him, right? So that not, might not be TJ's way. You're gonna learn, you're gonna know how to speak the gospel language that's native to you, right? Like Genesis like speaks fluent Spanish, right? And like, like, like if I got up here and I tried to read, like I can maybe like sound out and pr- pronounce like Spanish words, but I'm going to read that, and you're going to know, like, I'm not Spanish, right? This guy is, like, an idiot right now, you know? So it's, like, it's so good for you guys to, so, so that's what works for me, right? But you got to learn what works for you, right? Because if you don't, you're going to sound, like, bizarre, 
you know? And, and so, so this is a skill, I think, to learn. It is something we practice, and, and we get these tools in our tool belt of, like, man, this is my story, you know? So, so yeah, that, that's kind of what I do. Yeah, I, and I think, I think it does heavily depend, and that's an excellent question. It does heavily depend on the, the situation and what I've, what I've heard from them already, um, but I do, I mean, if I have a chance to share the gospel with somebody, like, I'm going to do it just because I know that, like, God's word doesn't return void. And ultimately, like, the gospel, the preaching of the gospel does actually change people's hearts. And so, like, that is the moment that changes someone's heart. Um, so the biggest thing that I would say is very consistent is I talk about, like, who Jesus is. Because I think at the end of the day, um, I, and I, I a lot of times will use the idea of, like, Jesus as either a liar, a lunatic, or a Lord. And so, like, Jesus said, I am God, is what, like, what he said. He said, I'm God. And so, this is, like, if I'm talking to you and you ask the question, like, what, why do you believe in Jesus? And I, and I say, like, Jesus said, like, I'm God. And he said, I'm going to die and raise, rise again, which means, like, he couldn't just be a good person. Like, if, if, like a lot of like really solid people like do a lot of nice things, do a lot of cool things, say a lot of good sayings. Like nice people don't say that they're God. Like if 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 like Jackson was up here and he was like, guys, by the way, worship me. Like that's like a little weird, and we might have to like not have him come back to the harbor anymore. <laughs> and so at least as a speaker, you know, at least yeah, as a speaker, you you're allowed to attend. So. To me, like, asking that question and being like, we all have to decide, like, did Jesus actually, like, did, was Jesus actually who he said he was? And to me, the fact that he died and rose again proved that that's what it was, which, I mean, that is the, 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 the hinge of the gospel. And so, um, and then I, I talk about Jesus from there being, saying, like, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So really, those two verses are very key for me. Jesus, like, claiming that he was God, predicting his death and his resurrection, and then Jesus saying, like, I'm the way, the truth, and the life, and, like, saying, like, if, if he's actually making that claim, he's either God or he's crazy or he's just a liar, and so I choose to believe that he is God. Um, and so that's the biggest thing that I would throw out there and, like, explain to people. Um, the other thing that I like to do, and if you guys hear me... Um, like, there's, a, there's something you can look up on, on YouTube, if you want, called Three Circles. That's something that I use a lot, um, and I have it on my phone even. But Three Circles, it's just like a simple evangelism tool. Um, but it really starts off with a concept of, like, the world being good, but, like, sin breaks it. And then we really can't do anything to escape out of that brokenness. So God came in and tried to, like, uh, God loved us so much that he wanted to rescue us from our brokenness and rescue us from our sin. And so when God comes into the world, it actually restores us to that place of our original design of being restored by God. And so that's a very simple and quick way um, through Jesus Christ, death and resurrection, that our restoration happened. Um, and so if you like look at three circles and like study it on YouTube, um, you can like probably watch it three times and have a pretty solid like framework for how to really share the gospel in a very quick way. So one of those two things, um, just to summarize, because I kind of talked a lot, either I'll go the route of like, who is Jesus? He is who he says he is, or I'll go the route of three circles. Good, and if you, if you could put up that, that navy blue like uh, graphic, yeah. Uh, it's hard to find a Christian or a span without this on there. Uh, so uh, this is like really clear, all right? This is, I mean, you, I, I think literally after tonight, if you guys like feel like I'm gonna sound like I'm speaking jargon in a different language, and I would I don't know how to like like I know the Jesus story, I know I'm saved, right? And 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 but I can't teach it to somebody else. Like you guys got this, you guys can do this. Is that man? God loves us, but sin separates us. But Jesus rescued us. So what's the move? What's the decision here? You know? And it's like I I don't do that. You know? But that is like, if, if you want a picture of the gospel, and you know what, we're not evangelizing if we don't talk about repentance, you know, either. Like, I, I think that's a critical thing to remember. Um, you know, you, you could plant a seed for sure, but you're, you're not teaching the full gospel if, if we don't, we don't 
um, like really share that, like, man, I need a savior. We've all sinned, fallen short of the glory of God. And so if you're like, man, do I, am I missing anything here? I think this is good. I think the three circles are also super clear too. And the three circles pretty much is that, that exact same thing. It's just in like a different drawing. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. Um, Brian, you said last week, we must be willing to walk a long way next to someone on their journey toward Jesus. And then I added on to that. Uh, you encounter Jesus in a unique way when you share your faith. You said that. I'd add on to that. <laughs> I'm going to take credit for it, though. But we have to lay our life down, and you have to lay your time down as well, right? So uh, me and Brian each got a kid. He's about to have kid number two, maybe by tonight. If that's what Katie wants, right? She's very pregnant right now. She, she called yet? <laughs> okay, she hasn't. I think it's tacky. Um, yeah, so, uh, like, you're going to carry the burdens of your ministry, Right? You love these people. right? I love my students. I love these people. right? And you're going to do what you can. But you are not called, nor are you supposed to carry the burdens of every single person in here. right? It's all of our job. Man, in Galatians, it talks about how we are called, every single one of you, as, as you look around in here, you're called to carry each other's burdens. right? And so I think that, uh, man, with this point, what I was thinking about as you share that is this doesn't count just for people who you encountered randomly out of nowhere like a stranger. This goes for us in here. I think that we think that we have to go up and strike up some conversation as somebody's walking in to a store and win win them for the Lord when really in this room right now, there's people that need hope. There's people that are carrying a burden alone. And if we would even in here lay our life down, lay our time down, like you, you, you might win people for the Lord like crazy in this room, right? You, people need to invite you uh, in, into your, their home and into your life and into your group, right? Like I think of like guys group on Tuesday, like, man, that thing is like growing and spirits blowing upon that group, like in a very cool way, like the girls group, like what's going on there? Like spirits like moving there, you know? And it's, it's because, you know, like, like, man, it's so encouraging. We're talking about this stuff, but you guys are doing that right now. So I just want to continue to encourage you to keep walking in that because that's like, that's so thrilling that this is happening. You're doing it. So as you hear this, I'm like, I'm never doing this. Like, I think a ton of you guys are actually doing this really well right now. You're being generous with your time and you're being generous with your friendships and you're leaving room at the table for other people to come in and we got to keep on doing that. Yeah, and I think on that point, um, a lot of this that I'm trying to think about is just inviting people that I know into like what I'm already doing. And I think that's such a key. Like if guys group is going awesome and you're going to guys group on Tuesday night, like thinking to yourself, like, and I'm coming to you, Carlos. Uh, think, thinking to you, like yourself, like not like I got to carve out another night for evangelism, but being like, who do I know that might be really blessed by guys group? Yeah. The same thing with like ladies group on Friday night, or even Harbor on Thursday night. Like, wow, we're gonna do this thing next week. We're gonna start a, a four week series on servant leadership. Who do I know that's interested in leadership? Let me let me invite them and say, hey, my church is doing a thing on leadership. Would you be interested in coming? And even just doing something simple like that. Could be, could be a powerful thing. Yeah, yes. um, the, the month after that in June, we're going to do teachings called Controversial Jesus, and it's about some of the like tough, hard topics um, of faith. And so I will tell you what those are, and maybe there's somebody that like you know that like you've had a topic about that, like the church doesn't care about this, or this is why like the scripture isn't reliable, or, or whatever. Like Invite them. Tell them to come to that stuff. So invite them to what you're already doing, and I think that's, that's a really key thing. What you got, Carlos? I mean, first off, and I'll let you answer because I feel like you got a good answer. I just want to encourage you, like, if you're in a place where people are asking you hard questions, that's a huge win. Yeah, so good. Because that means means you're talking about God. 
And so like, I hope like people are in here and they're like, people are asking me tough questions about the faith. Like one of the things that I love to say is like our faith has been around for 2000 years and we have had some of literally the most wise, brilliant, incredible minds in human history have analyzed Christianity and have answered all of the tough questions. And so we like to think like, oh man, we're in 2022. We're really smart now. We've, had, we've come up with some different stuff. Pretty much every question that has been asked, like someone had, that's way smarter than us has answered it, you know? And so um, it, it's okay. And it's just a win that, that people are asking. And I, I mean, not that everything has like a perfect answer and it's like a clean cut bow because life is hard. Life brings suffering and like, we're always going to be a little bit in the uncertainty until we see face to face. But our faith requires faith. It doesn't require checking your brain at the door. So you're you actually going to answer the question. Carlos, so, so like, are these people who like maybe claim to know about God or, or believe that they're saved, but yet their lifestyle might deny it? Or, or what, like, sorry, I, I, I was about to answer that. I'm like, well, let, me, let me just clarify real quick. You said transitioning. Yeah. Just enough where they can like, get the conversation going, but they're not like full on like I'm a Christian, I believe in Christ, but like they know about Christ. And like you're like, hey man, do you know about Jesus? And they'll be like, yeah, I heard about him, you know, this, this, and that. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Well, I would, I think, I think if I was in that moment, that's when I'd be like, do you mind if I tell you what I know? You know? Um, man, and, and when, when you were talking, Man, I just felt like Romans 10 came to me, and this is me speaking in a language that's native to me, you know, of like, man, it says in Romans 10 that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that he's been raised from the dead, you will be saved, right? And so for me, man, when I talk about, when I really talk to somebody about how Jesus is my Lord, that says something, you know, that's saying that you're the master of my life. You are the captain, you call the shots, Right, so what lets them see is like, man, we need to be saved, you know, and and they, they might be into like, yeah, like I'm into Jesus stuff, like Jesus is cool, you know, but it's like, no, 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 like like he needs to be the Lord of your life, just how Jesus said, not my will, but your will. So for me, like that's a native like way to talk to people about Jesus for me. So so man, I I would say, uh, man, for somebody who's like like in a transition place or like is like, yeah, I'm cool with Jesus, you know, um, that, that that's one thing I would kind of chew on a little bit with that. Yeah, and and I think there's a difference between someone who uh, is is a is skeptical, and and I'm not saying that in a bad word of like oh man like they're horrible, but if if someone genuinely is more saying I don't believe because I don't think that the Bible is true and it was just a game of telephone or like I don't believe Jesus was a real person or I don't believe that you know I think that the Gospels were written 200 years like that's different than someone who's like. I believe God's real and I just am trying to find him, you know? So there's, I think there's two different kind of like, like one's a searcher and one's a skeptic. Both Jesus loves, both we love and serve, but it's a little bit of a different tactic. I think what you are talking about is more like someone who's searching and they're like, man, I really want to like find a relationship with God. That person is like, they're right there. That's like, have them read John 3, 16, have them read Romans 10, 9 and like, let faith awaken in them. The other person might be more of a conversation and a dialogue and prayer over time. Yeah, yeah. What you got, Liz? Well, I, I was thinking about that in our, con- and as we're just talking tonight, you know, we keep talking about being sensitive and being good ambassadors, being gentle and being respectful. But the second part of First Peter chapter three, verse fifteen, it says, "And always be ready to give a defense for what you believe." So we're kind, but we're also not pushovers necessarily either. You know, so there is room to lovingly, like, let's let's talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's dish it out. Right? So, man, we want to have a relationship with spirit. We, we want to be sensitive to his voice. But there is this knowledge of God's word we want to be growing in. 
you know? And like, I, I frequently say, like, I don't want to freak you guys out from not doing evangelism because you might not have an answer to something, but that, that's just, we, don't, we don't apply that logic to anywhere else in life. But I don't want to discourage people from becoming biblically literate and actually being able to like, like, like let's, let, we, we can debate. I can give a defense of why the scriptures can be trustworthy in spite of, man, maybe some of the scriptures that we read, some of the earliest documentation might have been written 12 years after the events actually happened, right? People can lay true facts on you that might be like, I'm not a Christian anymore by the time you're done with it, right? You know, so uh, then we, we do, uh, th- there is room to debate, you know? And I think that uh, we have to be sensitive to spirit on like, is this a dialogue or is this person just like being um, obstinate? Like, like, are they asking genuinely? And I think that, that we can have sensitivity um, just as far as like like relating to people goes, but if they just want to fight, if they just want to argue, then they're not um, their their heart's hard, and maybe maybe they're not ready, and and um, and we've planted a seed in that moment. And, yeah, I, I would say when do you like if it is a, a genuine debate, I would say two things. Number one, sometimes you're having a conversation with someone, and other people are listening in, and that person isn't really even the person that you're ministering to. God's ministering to yeah, other people yeah, through good, it. And I've seen that a lot where like that person's hard hearted, but you're actually speaking to, you're evangelizing to like three other people. And then later they're like, yo, I, I was listening and I'm tracking with you. So that's one thought. The other thought is if it's just one-on-one, if it's two people, I would say if there's a genuine like camaraderie and a genuine, like we can be in love together, then I mean, I think go as long as you feel like God's leading you to go. I've been in situations where it's basically just twisted logic over and over again. And to me, that's not of the Lord. And if it's just people, like, because I want to, like, the, Satan is the author of confusion. And so if all the person is spitting is confusion, then, then it's not worth going there because they're not they're not ready to receive. Yes, yeah. yeah, Yeah, and it's like, if you win the debate, then they lost. And is that, is that a win? You know, like, that's tough. So, yeah, Nicholas. So good. Um, I'll share one more point, and then, and yeah, sorry, sorry, Natalia.
Yeah. I, I, I have something, and then I don't know. I don't know if you have something too. But um, so are you talking about when you're at work and you're like going to like co- get coffee with these people? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's you being a good ambassador, Natalia. You know, it's just like being sensitive to that moment. And like sometimes like, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, I've like shared the gospel at Krispy Kreme, you know? <laughs> Wendy's, you know, and like if it's a jammed up line and situation, it's probably not happening. But if like, like, you know, so, so I, I am measuring like that moment, you know, and, and determining that. But, um, you know, when you were asking, I was thinking like, like, you know, if you were like bringing a coworker, going to lunch with your coworker or something like that. Um, man, I, I think it's so important for you guys to uh, get it out there, like sooner rather than later. Like I'm a Christ follower. You know, let it be known, like, who you're representing. Because I, th- I think it's so funny how uh, so many pastors, they talk about, like, living differently in the workplace or living differently at school. And then people are going to come up to you and they'll be like, you know what? There's something different about you. And it's like, I think we should stop leaving that be such a mystery. Like, we need, we need to, like, get it out there. Man, when I was in the hospital as a nurse, like, it, it was just out there, like, that, that I was a Christian and, and I served a lot at Calvary Chapel. Um, and, and believed in the youth ministry and all that stuff. And so with that, when we would go to lunch or whatever, or, or uh, when, when in, like, I can't tell you how many times I was pulled in the break room when personal crisis would come up in one of their lives. And like, man, like they would be interested in, in getting prayer from me and dialoguing with me, like rejected the gospel so many times. But when personal crisis arises, man, and you've made it clear and you've established, like I'm a Christ follower, like, like, that, that's it. So if you're like, man, I don't know how to, man, swing this conversation. You, because, like, Natalia, you're a mighty woman of God, and I believe you guys are great people of God. You know, let it be know, like, why you're a radical person. And it's, it's because you're a Jesus follower. Be it, make it clear, like, I love the harbor, and I'm about that. You know, and then when personal crisis rises up, I think the open doors will happen. Um, but, yeah, going back to what you said is, like, if it's a jammed-up situation, I don't, I don't think, like, you know, you're seeing if the door is open or not open. That, that might not be that moment. Yeah, I, I think a couple things. And, I mean, A, it's awesome that you're seeing it and thinking about it. So that's, that's a huge thing. Um, to me, I, and, and we, I mean, we are talking about here, we want people to be sharing their faith. But not every moment is going to be that moment. And so, like, for example, if you're just, like, at, at Starbucks and you're just connecting super good with, with the person who's, like, taking your, your cup of coffee, like, and, and you're just sensing, like, all right, I have 30 seconds here. I mean, maybe it genuinely is, like, in, in a way that's genuine for you, like, just saying, like, you know, like, I really believe, like, Jesus loves you. I'm praying you have a great day. And then that's it. And then you just move on. You know what I mean? And that's a positive interaction that someone had with someone who follows Jesus, and it's like, again, if that seems like awkward or you feel like you're forcing it, don't do it. But, you know, whatever it is that kind of makes like because Jesus like Jesus sent people away. You know, Jesus was like, I healed you. Goodbye. Like, go home. You know, like he did. They're like, I'd like to follow you. And he's like, no, I'm good. You're, you're fine. And, and so, what? I, again, I, and I don't know, I, I would have to really study like those passages to see if I'm actually being theologically correct here. But I think just the point of like not every interaction has to be the same and not in every, like, it's not a failed interaction if you're not drawing the three circles on a napkin, you know? So I just want to, like, relieve that pressure. Um, But, I mean, one thing that I try to do, because, again, like, I really genuinely, like, and, and me and Jackson are at a disadvantage in some ways because we work with zero non-Christians like we work at the church and there are times when genuinely we actually sometimes we do think we work with a lot of non-Christians yeah, yeah, like yeah, at the yeah, church yeah, you know just yeah. to be honest we're like yeah. I doubt like we might actually like need to do some evangelism I here. hate some of my co-workers can we talk about it no I'm just kidding sometimes <sighs> no. anyways um <laughs> I don't know if you guys know any good counselors but we need some um so you guys anyways. know a good church <laughs> Jacob, delete this part off the uh, podcast, please. <laughs> delete this part off the podcast. For the Amanda, record, get for up the here. Record, shut we love her down. Jacob. Shut we love down. Jacob. Um, but 
if like I, one of the things that I do try to do genuinely is be at the same places consistently. So because I like like in, in a situation where it's like if you're just like at Tijuana Flats and like the person that you've talked to you've never talked to before, it might be weird to be like, hey, you interested in grabbing coffee? People might be like, you seem like a little like desperate for a friend, you know? But like if you've talked to the person five times and like you've made that connection five times, then it wouldn't be crazy to be like, hey, like, you know, let's grab coffee sometime. And and like then there is that ability to be able to take it to that next step of actually like going deeper into talking about you, talking about them, and also talking about what's important to you, which is your faith. So that would be the thing that I would really say is like, A, don't feel pressure to seal the deal, and B, if you can create a situation where you're repeatedly seeing that person, try to get to, because I, I, I personally, like I do invite people to church, but I also try to do it more in a relational setting if I can, you know? Cool, radical. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll conclude with uh, your testimony. Um, your testimony is your life before Christ, when you believe Christ, and your life now with Christ. And we, we all, as for Christ followers, we, we got to be able to articulate that. You know, it says in Romans that how can people know the truth unless you tell them? And so, man, if you know your testimony and you have scripture tied in there, the scriptures that broke chains off you, for me, it's Romans 8.1. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I physically felt uh, freedom through the power of the word of God when that verse was spoken over my life. You know, so, so, so that, that's critical for me. So you guys, like, it's like, like, Jackson, I'm not ready to talk about the inerrancy or infallibility of Scripture. It's okay. But you got to learn your testimony now because, because we are ambassadors and we are people who, with gentle and respect, are, want, want to have answers for what we believe. Yeah, and, and, and in our discipleship groups, one of the things we do with the testimony is challenge people to do it in 60 seconds which is actually really fast. Like if you try to tell your testimony in 60 seconds and time yourself, you'll be like, I was seven minutes long, you know? Like it's like, so, but that 60 seconds forces it to be very, very concise. So even just like literally write that before, during, and after and like get, get with two or three people and like time each other and then like coach each other and say, hey, this, this, could, be, this could be better or whatever. So yeah, cool, yep. beautiful. You wanna, you wanna pray for us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do, are we gonna do a song of worship? I mean, are you, are you, uh, are you, are we, do we have one at the end? Let's go, let's go, let's, let's do, let's do one to close. Let's do one to close. Cool. Can you guys stand and I'll pray for you guys? Um, I mentioned earlier in the teaching that there's that text in Romans that says that the harvest is plentiful and the workers are few. And so just in this time of prayer, I know Brian, um, at the beginning of the series, had you guys be praying for people uh, who don't yet know Jesus. I actually learned that from Tacky in his group, is that, uh, man, when we pray for these people, we're praying for them in such a way of like, uh, man, that, that there are people that don't know Jesus yet, but we're confident that God's going to use us to bring that, that, that message of the gospel and hope to them. Um, so as we worship, think about that person. Pray for that person, whether it's your family member, your coworker, you know, pray for open doors as we're worshiping, you know, and I think that it's so good for even for us to reflect on in this time of like remembering what God has brought us from. You know, we need to remember our great salvation, that it's so good that we can't keep it from other people. You know, I pray that uh, in this time of worship, you guys will remember Jeremiah chapter 20, verse nine, the prophet talked about how he wanted to give up on his faith. He wanted to abandon uh, preaching, but he said, I can't do it. He said, because the word was like a fire inside of my bones and I had to get it out. I pray that as you worship, you would ask God to put that fire inside your bones um, and that you would know that if you're worried about this or this stresses you out, it means you're a good ambassador and you're gonna do this in the power of the spirit, okay? So let me pray and then we'll worship. God, I love you, Lord. I thank you for these people. I pray that you would bring in a remembrance people that are in their life that they can win for you. That they would know that, man, I might not be able to spell out the, everything to somebody, but I can invite them to church and they'll probably hear the gospel there, Father God. Um, God, I just pray that these people would know their testimonies and that we would worship you in spirit and truth right now, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks so much for spending time with us. If you'd like to know more about The Harbor, please follow us on Instagram at wearetheharbor. Also, if you need prayer, feel free to send us a DM. Otherwise, tune in next time.